Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Um, as you can tell by the title, we want our frapparations. We want frapparations, man. Starbucks out here on that bullshit. <laughs> nah, let me stop clowning though. But um, you've been living under a rock for the last about week. There was a situation that happened in the Philadelphia Starbucks where two black dudes basically got arrested for being in there, not buying shit. Um, they wasn't in there causing a disturbance. They weren't in there stealing. They weren't in there, you know, committing any crimes. They was waiting for a friend, and they was going going by their business. You know, people do shit like that all the time. If 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 you say you don't do it, you lying. You just lying. We've all done it. We've all a hey, meet me at the Starbucks or whatever. Whether whether you buying coffee or not, I've seen people sit in Starbucks, not buy no coffee, and do they book report or whatever the fuck college kids do with their laptops like i mean starbucks like that's the way it's been starbucks has been set up to be a hub for people to meet at i mean am i lying or am i lying i mean it's plenty starbucks in dc i go in starbucks i ain't gonna say all the time but the times i do go in there it's people in there not buying shit people in there they're not you know stealing or nothing but don't nobody get them no trouble so Miss me with the lies. Anybody that got lies for me on Twitter, miss me with the lies, man. I've been in a Starbucks before. But uh, they got arrested because somebody called the police, the, the manager, I guess, called the police, and they got arrested. Like, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Like, when you call police on black people, somebody's going to jail. Ain't no... Oh, this was just a big misunderstanding and I made a mistake. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Especially if you call the police and you scared, like afraid, they could have fucked around and got somebody shot. And I'm not even joking. Like, like when you, when you, when, when, when that irrational fear of black people come up, somebody can get killed. Like that could have went way left. So that's what happened with Starbucks, man. They, you know, it was, it was a situation where they was waiting, where the two brothers was waiting for a friend, and uh, yeah, man, they they shit ended up getting arrested, man. And they, they definitely about to get some money. They definitely about to get paid because you cannot just call the police on people. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just go go out here just calling the police on people. That like that type of shit is crazy. Like. It's plenty of white people that go in Starbucks and don't order a, a donut or whatever the fuck. Like, don't order a frap. They don't order no frap. They don't order no iced chai latte and all that shit. They they do their little work on their computer, whatever. They keep it moving. Or they wait for a friend, and then they go on by their business. How long was the brothers in there? You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I need to relook at the story. Maybe they've been in there for five hours or some shit. Because then... God damn. But if they've been in there five, ten minutes, come on, man. Cut the shit. Cut the shit, lady. 
And as a response, Starbucks is going to close 8,000 stores, I believe, on May 29th to have like racial bias training and all that other shit. You don't need racial bias training. You don't need racial bias training just because of that one situation. This is what this is the training that Starbucks need. And um, I worked in retail before. Like I never worked at a coffee shop or shit like that. But this is what Starbucks needs to teach the motherfuckers that they got working in there selling coffee. These are the people that they deemed qualified to have a discussion about race, by the way. Remember that shit? When they were saying, oh, you want to talk to the person at Starbucks about race? Remember that bullshit? Now they got to get them racial training. Ain't that a bitch? But anyways, all you got to tell the people, the Starbucks employees, don't call the police if it ain't some shit that they don't need to be called for. You call the police in the event of a robbery, a real robbery, not niggas look kind of suspicious. No, you call the police in the event of a robbery. You call the police in the event that these people are, you know, people are getting assaulted. You call the police in an event, you know, just common sense shit. You don't need racial training for that. All these, all they in there acting the ass, call the police. That plain and simple, man. Like, it's not that hard. You don't got to call the police because it's two black guys in the Starbucks and they ain't bought nothing yet. Like, come on, man. You don't need training for that. That's some common sense shit. And another thing, like I said, I worked in retail. When you see somebody in, like, you know, like what well, they taught us. I used to work at Walmart. But the one thing they teach you is, well, Aaron, they teach you. They just tell you, like, listen, if you see something and it look kind of iffy, you see somebody in there, just walk up to them and speak to them. Like, not like, not nah, don't accuse them of shit. Don't just walk up. Have you been helped? Can I help you? Like, you need anything? And if they say some crazy shit, like, fuck you. You know, whatever they got to say, whatever they say, if their response is kind of like crazy, then you might want to go to somebody and say, look, man, uh, you know, these cats in here looking like iffy and they are and they talking crazy. I, I, I tried to help them and they don't want to be helped, you know. Then you, you might want to take it another way. But yeah, man, you just walk up on somebody to say, yo, can I help you? You know, you need anything? Can I get you an iced chai latte? Can I get you a whatever that shit people drink? What's that bullshit they be drinking in Starbucks? Just all them expensive ass, stupid ass drinks. I mean, it ain't pumpkin spice season, so ain't even no reason for nobody to even be in Starbucks this time of year. Fuck they even in there for. It ain't pumpkin spice season. You you see you catch me in Starbucks on in in the fall time when they got real shit going on, not just whatever the fuck they got going on. But yeah, you don't need to close eight thousand stores to say don't call the police just cause niggas is in there. That's stupid. That's a waste of time and money. You close the stores and say, look, man, call the police if somebody's robbing the store. Call the police if somebody's being assaulted. Call the police if somebody makes a bomb threat or something. Not. I don't know, man. These niggas in here looking kind of sketchy, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I need to get these boys up in here. Man, somebody could have got killed. Somebody could, somebody legit could have got murdered. You know, over that, over that type of irrational fear. Yeah, man. People got to kill that shit. Um, I, I say I, I don't say it all the time, but I say um, with white people, my my white brothers, my white brothers and sisters, because we are all brothers and sisters at the end of the day. We all came from the first man. 
So we are all brothers and sisters. Like this ain't this ain't a, this ain't me running down on white people, because I think all cultures have an irrational fear of other cultures. This ain't about that. It's about how you handle shit when it when you have those irrational fears. Because I'm black, and when I see white guys, I get afraid. Not afraid, because I ain't scared of them, but I get on my square. Like you know, they about to shoot this establishment up. Hey, you damn right. No, I ain't look, man. Don V Fridays is the nest. And we and we speak the truth here. We share the truth. We speak the truth. When I'm when I'm in an establishment, a movie theater, wherever, and I see white people, I get nervous. Because white people shoot shit up. I mean, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's like when white people see somebody with a uh with the Muslim clothes on, a hijab, whatever they call, burqa, they probably get a little nervous. Cause, cause Muslim, my brothers, hey, it's been some shit getting blown up. It is what it is. Hey, hey, hey. It is what it is. Now maybe white people shoot shit up at a more higher rate than a Muslim brother do some shit. But we all have irrational fears of other cultures. It is it's not right. It's fucked up. It's racist. But it's just what it is. So. Those fears are always they've been instilled in us because, you know, how we consume media, how we, you know, the shit we watch on TV and all that. So those prejudices and everything pop up with us. But it's up to you to say, look. Grow the fuck up. Look, man, these 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 young brothers in here, they're not hurting. They're not hurting nobody. They're not causing no trouble, you know. Let them sit in the fucking Starbucks. It's not hurting nobody. Especially if other people was in there who was white saying, they let us hang out in there all the time. It's not an issue. Keep that same energy, man. If you're letting people... Now, if you're not letting nobody hang out in Starbucks, then, then hey, you got to keep that same energy. All right, no, you can't hang out in here. This ain't the fucking hangout. This ain't... This ain't... uh, What, what the fuck they hang out at in Philly? Wherever. This ain't the basketball court, K that shit. Take that shit over to the playground. You want to hang out. But they don't. A lot of white people jump right out, saying no. They let I'm in there all the time, not buying shit. See? Gotta keep that same energy. But uh, you don't need to have racial bias training. People are going to be racially biased whether you train them or not. That's always going to be the case. I think and I think people need to stop lying to themselves and saying, oh, I don't see color. Because this whole country everything revolves around color everything don't you ever fucking lie to yourself and say you don't everything revolves around color you know it's just up to us as adults to look for you know look for nuance and and context and okay was this was this necessary did you have to call the police okay maybe two black dudes in in the starbucks made you a little nervous but it's up to you to say listen becky they're not gonna hurt anybody (laughs) and not call the police that's up to you becky whoever called the police that's up to you you know get that get your shit together i mean just like i said just because when i'm in an establishment and i see white people i don't start calling the police on them I got fucking man up. Look, they not going to shoot this restaurant up because they're good people. And I go on back and finish my food. So 
that that that's that's the, as far as the Starbucks situation. The boycott and shit. That's stupid. That was one incident. Now, if Starbucks from the top down was trash, I would never drink another pumpkin spice latte ever. But for the most part, Starbucks, the corporation, I don't see nothing from them that 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 bleeds from the top down racism. I don't. This, like I said, this was the same corporation that was saying you want to have a discussion about race. Talk to uh the motherfucker making your hot chocolate. <laughs> Talk to the motherfucker that just warmed your cookies up. Come on, man. Starbucks is not racist. Like, that's dumb as hell. That's the stupidest shit. People boycotting Starbucks. You, I mean, I'm boycotting Starbucks because it ain't pumpkin spice season. Not because, you know, oh boy, oh, you know, youngest got arrested. Like, nah, man, you get that pumpkin spice up in there and I'll be up in there. That was an isolated incident, you know. A corporation got to show me from the top down that they hella trash for me to stop, you know, supporting them. Not, you know, because Becky and Philly got a little shook up and wanted to call the police. No, that's one person. You know, if anything, you know, I, I won't go to that one as long as she's employed there. And I ain't never been to Philadelphia. But if she's still employed there, I wouldn't go to that Starbucks because she might get my black ass arrested. And I'm in there buying a pumpkin spice latte but uh yeah man a teaching point from all that calling the police is dangerous especially when you calling them on black people mexicans um muslims iranians uh pakistanis man but when you call the police on a person of color you might get them killed please 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 and I say that shit to, to everybody, not just white people. Calling the police is dangerous. You can get somebody fucking shot 20 times, 30 times. They will. I read a story about a young man yesterday in California. Uh, He got they shot. The police shot the car 30 times. Man, they was looking for a stolen vehicle. Shot the young brother. Now, I ain't shoot him 30 times, but put 30 bullets in the car, shot him, shot the person in the car. The car went ain't stolen, man. So, you know, the car wasn't stolen. He ain't had no weapons, nothing. Just, they, look, dog, the police is irrationally afraid of, you know, other people, other cultures. It's just what it is. It's not right, but that's what it is. We all have those small prejudices. It just is what it is. But so, so be careful when you call in the police, make sure that it is something going down, something for real going down that they need to come out and really need to uh, investigate. Not just because, you know, you ain't never been in the city before and the cities are melting pots and you're not used to seeing people of other cultures or whatever your situation is. But we're going to move on to the NFL draft. Uh. I talked about quarterbacks and I talked about running backs briefly last week because actually I talked about running backs two weeks ago, but y'all know the story what happened with the audio. So I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go through that again. So I'm gonna run through this defense and briefly, I'm gonna briefly run through this defense. Um, This, this, this draft particularly, uh, it, it isn't stacked 
in my opinion, with defenders like like drafts pass. I think some drafts you, you just felt like it was six, seven, eight pass rushes. Uh, you know, just DBs all over the place. This 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 draft seems kind of uh slim, if you ask me. It's just my opinion. Um, I'm just a motherfucker that watch on Saturdays. I ain't no scout, but um, as far as linebackers are concerned, like off the ball linebackers, you know, inside linebackers. My 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 number one linebacker inside is Roquan Smith, uh, out of Georgia. I love Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. I don't know if I have a a, a comparison for him because they say he's small. Look, man, I'm small. I'm only like five foot six. Like, you know, I'm I'm small. So when you say somebody six one, two hundred and thirty six pounds, and you tell me that person's small, like what else? I mean, yeah, they acting like the motherfuckers five eleven, two twenty or something. Like six one, two thirty something is that's plenty big enough to play linebacker. Like, did they watch him play? Roquan Smith is a motherfucking animal out there. Like, point blank, period. A flat out animal. The man, the man can play. If you watch the uh the Rose Bowl, man, Baker Mayfield and that Oklahoma offense was killing them in the first half. And it seemed like Roquan Smith alone, of course he had help. But Roquan Smith shut the door on that Oklahoma offense, was making them. He made them work for everything they got in the second half. They had to earn that shit. And in the end, Roquan Smith took over that game. I like Roquan Smith as the first inside linebacker off the board. Uh, I would definitely, as a 49er fan, would love to have Roquan Smith, especially, you know, with Reuben Foster's crazy ass, who should be off the team. If I mean, more like, like on some real shit, Reuben Foster shouldn't even be on the team. Um, the shit he's being accused of is crazy. I think there should be a situation where NFL teams should be able to distance themselves from a player that does some shit like that. And if the fact and if the and if the allegations are proven false, they should have first dibs on signing that player back. But you can't have some the shit that Ruben Foster Google it. The shit that Ruben Foster is being accused of disgusting. Period point, but I don't give a fuck what year it is. It was that shit. The shit he did allegedly is discussing in 1992. Like, get that shit cleaned up, my boy. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, picking nine, Roquan Smith, I'm good. Good money. Uh, number two, Tremaine Edmonds, the 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 homie, the youngin out of Virginia Tech. Everybody knows how I feel about Tremaine. I love Tremaine Edmonds. Um, six five. Big dude, damn near 250, you know, only 19, 20 years old, young dude. And, you know, any tech fan listening to this will appreciate. Everybody knows Roquan, Roquan, Tremaine Edmonds can go sideline to sideline. You know, he can play in coverage. Rangy, uh, instincts, instincts not quite really there yet, but he's a young man. He can, I don't know if you can teach instincts, but, you know, hopefully you hope, you 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 know with time and experience learning the game and with the right coaches, Tremaine Edmonds can uh develop better instincts. It's it's, it's a lot of times, and I never watch you know film of these guys. I just 
I watch the games like in football season and I just kind of like have an opinion off of that. But you can watch Tremaine Edmonds and he can get lost out there. It, it is what it is. He can get lost. Uh, he can definitely get lost, you know, or, or maybe he won't get lost, but he'll just guess wrong. He'll do some, he'll, he'll commit to doing something. And he could just be way off, way wrong. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, cause you gotta live with it. Cause sometimes he might, he might, he might miss an assignment and it might lead to a 10 yard run. And on the very next play, he might be right in the backfield for a five yard loss. So it, it's just something that us Virginia Tech fans had to live with. He made more, he made a lot more great plays than he did bad ones. And, uh, my third, that's linebacker. And I know a lot of people's thinking uh Leighton Vander Esch from Boise State. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, buddy. Nah. <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh Shaq Griffin, Shaquem Griffin out of UCF. And it, it and it's not just because it's inspirational. A brother with one hand out there making plays, you know, everybody, you know, it's a great story. But it's more so is is Leighton Vander Esch, I watched uh, Boise State play UVA. UVA, and come on, everybody know how I feel about UVA. Soft, soft as ice cream, soft as warm ice cream. And he couldn't get off blocks off uh, on UVA. Like UVA pushed him around for four quarters. And yeah, he looked good against Oregon in the bowl game, but. We all know what Oregon is. We know Oregon been finessed. We know Oregon is, yeah, Willie Taggart was the coach, but that Oregon team was built in the in that Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrick mode. They was built to be a finesse team. They weren't. So they wasn't trying to mash on, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch. He was unblocked all game, and he was, okay, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. It To do wasn't blocked and then when he played uva they blocked him all game and the dude was just like getting get him out of here they was just getting thrown up out of there out of every play he was getting thrown up out of there and i'm like nah man <laughs> nah man it can't be that you can fuck up on an assignment you can you know you know they say Roquan's a little small they say tremaine don't you know gets lost you can't be out here getting just thrown out of plays like man get this guy out of here no nah, man. No nah, man, we need you. Third first and second down, we need you, man. And then third down, he already got to deal with the stereotypes. He white. They don't expect him to cover nobody. So you dead out here on three plays. You dead out here. Come on, man. That can't be it. So my third, so the third would definitely be Shaq Griffin. And and let me say this about, you know, the people who root for Shaq Griffin cuz Shaq Griffin, Shaq Griffin have is real. Having questions about a motherfucker with one hand, those are legit concerns. You kind of need two hands to play football. Now, we know he can play, but don't get all in a tizzy just because somebody say, wait a minute, he got one hand? How can he catch an interception or do this or do that? Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, like don't make this shit weird. Like, don't, like, don't, like, don't, make, this, don't make this shit weird, man. It's it's kind of like it's a lot of shit. You can't even play Xbox with one hand. Like you want now, you know, 
You, I mean, you supposed to anchor my defense and you got one hand? Come on, man. Like, 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 like think real, though. It, it, that's a real question a, a fucking coach and a gym can have. Like, yo, I like Buddy, but he got one hand. That ain't no hot take. Like, <laughs> that's a real concern. Let me jump into these DBs, though. We're going to get into the defensive line and the edge in a little bit. The number one DB amongst most is uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I like Minka Fitzpatrick because he's very versatile. You know, he can line up corner, safety. He's not really a hitter, you know what I'm saying, like a box dude. But he he's not a shitty tackler either, you know. I like Minka, but like Minka, I guess he gets that Jalen Ramsey, not comparison, but like what is he? Is he a corner or is he a safety? Um, I think Mika could can do very can he's very rangy, and he's very intelligent, and hopefully that you know he there's no Nick Saban curse at play, because I don't know about these these Alabama corners, you know, and be, and being that he's a corner safety ish, you know, maybe he's more like, maybe he has more success like Landon Collins and Ha Ha Clinton Dix more so than D Milner or Drake or Patrick. You know, I like Minka though. I I like Minka a lot. I think uh, there's definitely, definitely a bright future for Minka Fitzpatrick. That's another person. Yeah, the Forty Nine ers are picking ninth. You know, they take Minka. I I'm cool with it. I'm definitely cool with it. But second defensive back Derwin James out of Florida State. And, um, that shit, Derwin. Derwin got the Sean Taylor comparisons. And uh, it made a lot of people upset because they didn't see Derwin dominate at Florida State like they saw Sean Taylor dominate at Miami. But if you want to go size, measurables, and potential, Derwin James could have a pro career similar to Sean Taylor's. Like, that's not blasphemy. It's not blasphemy. Like to compare their college careers is not close, but you can project. Like I can sit up here and say Cam Chancellor had a better pro career than Sean Taylor, and that's no blasphemy. It's the truth. Like just because somebody's dead, don't mean that you can't compare people to them, and, and or, or people can't be better than them. Like Sean Taylor's a legend, but you know it, it is what it is. Derwin James could end up having a great NFL career, and. It could be better than Sean Taylor's. You know, come fight me over the shit. I don't care. But Derwin James, now, he didn't dominate. Like like I said, he got a lot of gas coming into last offseason, coming into the last season. And it was a lot of it was a lot of times where, you know, you just wanted him to dominate more. Uh, I ain't going to lie, because if you listen, matter of fact, if you listen to Don V Fridays last year, I was real high on Derwin James. I even said some shit like he was going to be a Heisman finalist and none of that shit happened. You know, even I was, so I can't just say, oh, the media, the media. It was me too. You know, I got to keep that same energy with myself. It was me too. I I also uh, was drinking the Kool-Aid and was high on Derwin James. And Derwin James had a decent career at Florida State, but, you know, he was injured. You know, he got hurt. It was a lot of shit going on with Derwin. And, um, 
you know, he didn't really dominate at Florida State like people wanted to. And then number three, Denzel Ward, Ohio State. Um, Ohio State continuing their, I mean, DBU tradition. I think at this point, if you don't think Ohio State is DBU, you just blind. You're blind uh, to the truth with all the people, all the all the guys Ohio State is getting first round picks with uh I mean starting with the rookie of the year last year, right? Defensive rookie Marshawn Lattimore to I think Gary on Conley was a first round pick. To Eli Apple, you can think he trash or not. He's still getting first round checks. Uh Malik Hooker, I don't think he was the first. He might have been the second or something. Like Ohio State, Von Bell, can't forget about Von Bell. Like Ohio State has been getting their DBs drafted in the first and second round consistently. And I'm talking about multiple guys. I don't know how they keep always having somebody else, but they always do. <laughs> and it's crazy. But I think Denzel Ward is just down the list of great defensive backs from Ohio State. Just they're a factory over there, man. Yeah, they a factory. We're gonna get to this defensive line. I don't want to talk about nobody else but Brad Chubb and Howard Landry. Howard? What the fuck? Harold Landry. Now I'm fucking up. Brad Chubb and Harold Landry. Now these are the two guys I watch extensively in the ACC, especially uh Landry, because we play uh Virginia Tech plays Boston College every year. Brad Chubb is the best defensive lineman in this class, but Harold Landry is not far off. Uh, both of them will fuck your game plan up, especially Harold Landry, man. If anybody saw the Virginia Tech Boston College game last year, Harold Landry was all up our shit before he got hurt. I think he had three sacks up until he got hurt. I think he had three of them hoes. If not two and a half, two, two, three. He was in he was in that thing. Uh Harold Landry is a monster, my boy. Harold Landry is about all that action. He, Harold Landry could have been a first round pick last year. And it kind of, you know, like I say, people go back. Hopefully, you know, he don't lose any he with this injury. He's still a top 15 pick. I he probably still will be. And we we everybody's aware of Brad Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is getting Khalil Mack comparisons. Um, shit, I mean shit. <laughs> he's strong as a motherfucker. Y'all see how he tackled, how he sacked Lamar Jackson that one time. Yo, Brad Chubb has Bradley Chubb has insane ability and insane strength. Harold Landry can bend like shit. Definitely a pass. A pass rush monster. Uh, Landry can get caught up in the wash. Chubb is a little better against the run. I guess it just depends on what you want and what you need. I will probably be upset if the 49ers at nine took another defensive lineman because that would be four straight years. But I wouldn't cry about it. I wouldn't be as hype about it. If, if they took, if the 49ers took Roquan, Tremaine, Minka, or Derwin at nine, I wouldn't trip. If they took Chubb Landry, I'd be like, mm, another defensive lineman. I get it, but damn, four years in a row, y'all ain't got the D line right yet. You know that that's how I feel. Um, I, I don't have any comments about Marcus Davenport because I never watched him play. Only thing I seen was the YouTube highlights. Uh, and highlights make everybody look good. 
Uh, but that's the name that everybody's talking about, Marcus Davenport from uh, San Antonio, Texas, San Antonio. Um, but like I said, I didn't watch him. I didn't watch him. I've never watched him play a game. So I won't sit up here and act like, oh, I know what the fuck Marcus, Dav- Marcus Davenport is. Let's get to the mailbag. Got a couple questions. Uh, at 9 to JD, my boy, JD. Shout out to JD in Sacktown. At 9 to JD, uh, you know, fellow 49er fan. But he asks, thoughts on uh, thoughts on Antonio Callaway, uh, I guess, you know, declaring for the draft. Antonio Callaway has ability. But Antonio Callaway is Antonio Callaway's worst enemy or biggest enemy. Dude got, dude got ability. Dude got kick return ability, pump return ability. He has speed. Everybody knows about the plays he made at Florida. But in his hot take time. There's a couple of things I'm out on as far as off the field issues. Dude got caught scamming at Florida. Now, it's a lot of ways to make money. It's a lot of ways to make money. But in my travels, I always find scammers. You can't trust the scammer, man. You cannot trust the scammer. I will I will say it. He has ability. He can punt return, kick return. Uh, he he could be a good slot receiver. I can't trust no scammer, man. I cannot trust the scammer. Like, us scammers are the cats that always got a story. They all it, and it applies not even just to scamming, just their life, their whole life. They always got a lot cooked up. They always got some kind of they always got some story. Everything's a story. Why are you late for practice? It's always a movie. Instead of I woke up late. You gotta stay away from cats. You gotta stay away from scammers, man. Scammers always, scammers always got some kind of story cooked up. Always got, it always got a story. And Nana JD also uh, as thoughts on Brittany Renner. Um, Brittany Renner is batshit crazy, but the but the ass is to die for. Um, I think Lil Uzi was piping that, and then he kept it moving. She went a little crazy on the timeline for a couple of days, but I mean, if you asking me what's my thoughts, I would love to be in a volatile relationship with Brittany Renner. I would love, hey shit, I would love to, I would love to argue all day. She, you know, on Twitter saying this and that about me, you know, uh, breaking shit in my house and at night having some of the best makeup sex known to man like yeah that's my thoughts on Brittany Renner you know she's probably batshit crazy but god damn that ass that those are that's my thoughts TD at TD Waterhouse uh asks which 49er game are you looking forward to the most uh definitely the Packers game definitely the Packers game the 49ers I'm a 49er fan the 49ers have some expectations coming into this season. It's no longer, you know, train the wheels is off. The, the the honeymoon, the honeymoon is over. Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. There's some expectations, not Super Bowl expectations, but there's expectations that the 49ers will be better. And I think coming out, well, I'm just assuming that the Packers game is first. I've, that's a rumor. I don't know if that's in stone. By the time you hear this, it's probably in stone. Uh, 
But to come out and if and if Garoppolo was to lay an egg against Aaron Rodgers opening 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 day, it would kind of set a bad tone. We don't have to win the game, but Jimmy Garoppolo has to kind of live start living up to that hype because he got a lot of money, you know. And yeah, we all seen him play. Us 49er fans seen him play. We know he's worth the money. But nationally, we wasn't we wasn't nationally televised a lot. We didn't play in a lot of big games. So uh, so this this whole Jimmy Garoppolo phenomenon is kind of a 49ers fan and media 49ers media thing. Like we all know, but the country don't know. And all you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to bring eyeballs to every game he plays in. So. It'd be a good way for Jimmy Garoppolo to start. Okay, you hang with the you hang with the with the best talent. You know, you hang with one of the top. You hang with a top two quarterback in this league. Uh, you know, you don't got to win. We don't have to win the game, but if, if but he got to hang with uh Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, VT Hokey thirty one as uh basically who is the Jags going to draft and. But the departures that the Jags have at wide receiver, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they was to take a Calvin Ridley or uh you know a DJ Moore, you know, a receiver. Definitely a receiver. That that team don't have many holes. And when you and when you're in when you have a uh Super Bowl roster, a Super Bowl caliber roster, you know, it ain't you're taking luxury picks. You you don't really have to retool nothing. So I think they'll just take a receiver or two and keep it moving. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Thank y'all so much for the questions. Thank y'all for the support. Um, I, I I love doing what I do. Uh, this this episode actually ran longer than uh than I expected. I'm at the 37 mark, <laughs> 37 minute mark. Hopefully you motherfuckers are still here. Hopefully. It, Y'all found me entertaining enough to hang out for 37 minutes. I try to keep this shit 30 minutes or less like dominoes. But uh, that's it for, for this episode. Next week is going to be the draft. Um, Hopefully I can come on with like a draft recap. I might not. Uh, it's the way the way things are looking because the draft is next Thursday night, Friday night. I might not upload until saturday i might record friday night you know after the after the first two nights of the draft and i might even oh you know wait till the draft is complete and do a draft recap um i'll be definitely taking you know i'll be definitely taking any input you know maybe i want to have like a live show but we'll see but I don't. So that's that's make that for your notes. There will not be an episode on Friday. It'll probably come out on Saturday after the draft. So um, that you know, get ready for that. Uh, next next Don V Fridays won't be on Friday, but it's gonna be like probably full draft unless somebody does some unless Kanye like rape somebody. It have to be like some crazy to have a second segment. There will not be a second topic next week. Next week is going to be balls to the wall draft. And that's what I'm here for. But uh, but like I said, man, thank y'all for the support. And y'all already know my slogan. God bless.